This is your official trigger and content warning for the podcast. Please keep in mind that we do use adult language and this is an adult podcast and therefore content may possibly trigger you. I put it at the beginning of the episode because we can go off on a tangent and I just want you to be aware that it is possible that a topic may come up that may be discomforting to those who deem it so. So you have been officially warned. Thank you. I am also adding a opinion preface. Joy and I have large opinions and we will share them on our podcast. It may offend you. We understand. You don't have to share our opinion. You don't have to agree with our opinion. You can absolutely disagree with our opinion. But please be aware that this is opinionated in nature and we are entitled to do so on our own platform. Thank you. Hi, Dragonflies. Welcome back. Episode two, season three, back to back on time. Who the hell are we? I know. I know. I'm really proud of us. You guys don't even understand the hell. The commitment. (laughs) So proud. Um, Welcome back, Dragonflies. I am so excited. This is going to be a great episode. God, in a week, the amount of things that happened that we get to talk about. Phew. Okay. I know. I know. This episode is brought to you by Social Awareness. You have a, you listen to a podcast, you have a cell phone, you have access to internet. There is no reason why you cannot be social aware, socially aware. And that's it. My name is Praxi. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> and I'm Joy, and I have three things that I want you to know. First off, the weather is getting nice again, you guys. And I just want to remind you the pandemic is not over. I know we're all fucking over it. I really do. I really am. I really get it. But either get vaccinated or wear a mask. I don't care which one it is. It is your personal choice, and I'm not going to tell you which one to do. But please do. Do whatever it takes to keep you and your loved ones safe. Yes. Enjoy this fine weather. Enjoy being outside, but please do it safely. Thank you. <laughs> right. Thank you. A loving message from the rest of us who, <laughs> who are immune compromised. Um, number two, accountability versus cancel culture. You guys, I'm seeing a lot of confusion regarding what is cancel culture and what is happening when companies decide to take accountability for themselves. Let's not get these things confused. Let's let's talk about why it's okay for media companies that we support to make these decisions on their own and why we should support that. And only use cancel culture when someone or, or company has decided to do a bad thing and double down on the bad thing, right? Yeah, we're going to so cancel you if you do it. Yeah, so somebody's spitting some transphobic shit. <laughs> JK Rowling. <laughs> <It's just canceled. clears throat> we know that she's canceled. We're done with that. Because she's not making any changes to do better, to be better. And that is what we're trying to effectively accomplish with cancel culture. So if you see somebody yeah. or someone making the changes and they're genuinely making the changes that's then that's what we need yeah and we're not and 
like we're not seeking out to cancel people and organizations and we're but what happens is what people want to do is they want to minimize the movement to hold these people accountable these corporations accountable and accountability may look like the removal of something that existed at one time yes it gets canceled out but as it should because of its reach because of its influence and it's not the same thing and I think canceling and labeling everything as cancel culture is just another way to minimize a movement that is beneficial for the people who it's harming and it's yeah shit. so don't do it don't call it that it's not yeah. the same it's not it's not the same uh and number three I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about this Asian versus the black community um, this is an unnecessary fight. This is absolutely ridiculous. We don't need to be arguing about who did who wrong, why did what happen. Um, the sad fact of the matter is a, we are a marginalized group and that people do take us for granted. They take our culture for granted. Um, and there is a lot of harm between the Asian and the black community. Um, you know, an Asian woman murdered a black child, wasn't held responsible. Um, and the Asian community embraces black culture, but doesn't necessarily uh, embrace black people. Um, and I think we need to start having larger conversations to bring these communities together. Um, keeping us separated and keeping us at each other's throats is really just part of the patriarchy and the white supremacy that we're seeing because it does a disservice to what we are, you know, to the system already created to have us come together because then we would have more numbers than they would like to see. So I just wanna open your eyes that Asian community versus the black community, there's a lot of education that needs to happen there. There's a lot of listening that needs to happen there. And I think it's time that we start opening that dialogue. Both, uh, and yes, and both groups of people ex experience extreme racism at the hands of American and white culture. We are both, neither of us are exempt from having prejudice towards the, the other, but we also suffer from it at a greater scale. And it just, to me, does not benefit if we're nitpicking at each other. Um, like Joy said, there's so much to unpack. There's so much to learn on both for both parties. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, the Asian community needs to understand their inherent uh, bias and prejudice and sometimes overt racism toward the Black community. Um, there was a commercial um, in the Asian community that was circulating where um, this young Asian girl was flirting with a young Black man. Um, and then she pushed, she pushes him into the washing machine and what not only he come out lighter, um, but he comes out Asian, like light, light skin Asian. And then she, and then she gets with him. Um, those type of commercials are really harmful. And so it isolates a black community from you. And in turn, we begin to see a lot of the fight in the fighting that we're seeing now. Um, so I think we all have a lot to learn about the way that we treat each other. Yeah. And like Praxi said, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Um, so we just want to start the dialogue. We want to open that conversation and we want to have that conversation happen in a respectful way. Please don't get out, go out here, 
you know, attacking the Asian community or attacking the black community or justifying our ill treatment toward one another. Um, at some point things have to change. And I think our generation in particular, we're very aware and we have to start somewhere. So why can't the change start with us? Thank you. Um, yeah. And cause I want to get into the episode. I'm just going to say, yes, be the change that you want to see is something I'm very passionate about. If you don't like what you're seeing, start showing what you want to see. But with that said, I'm not going to sit here and let other people keep showing me the wrong thing. I can simultaneously be the change I want to see and also help other people make those changes because black people, not, and I mean, any oppressed group disabled, the neurodiverse community, anyone that's different trying to show inclusivity is not going to be enough. And that's why we need our allies. So while we're going to make some changes and we're going to show you what changes look like, I'm not going to stop trying to help or uncomfortably force other people to make changes. You know, it's, we need both of them to yeah. happen. Both things need to happen. Yeah. And yeah, I, I hundred percent, I a hundred percent agree. Like there's, we have to do it. Um, and our generation's tough enough to take on, take on the fight. We've done yeah. a hell of a lot so far. And we, we came from boomers, like, come on. I know like it's kind of crazy. Us. <laughs> and we out here, like we really out here raised by boomers and despite being raised by boomers, <laughs> shit I'm not I'm not insulting anybody's mama and daddy you're just kidding kind of no y'all were they were stupid okay but, <laughs> I, I said we were kidding kind of right but like come on like and and I'm saying this with probably having the, a mother as one of the smartest people I know and I don't mean that to gas my mom up she's actually just I mean she's a fucking rocket scientist literally um literally so she really is. yeah so I'm not but they stupid. They've taught us very um, unhelpful things and we've had to learn the hard way. They um, uh, yeah, there's a lot that boomers don't understand, but we're going to become those people. We are going to be. No, Joy, don't say that. Oh my God. Think about our parents with their parents. I know, I know, I yet. know. And, but we're that's exactly. the problem. That's, but here's, but that's what my issue is with boomers is that, yes, we can forgive them for what they didn't know because, you know, and their traumas that they had to unpack. But that's not fair because we are the generation that has the mental health conversation and the impact conversation and the what we transfer onto other people conversation. So no, I don't want to be, I want to make, I, I'm not saying we won't make mistakes as parents. I'm not making those mistakes. You can't make me. I won't do it. I, I, I totally agree. I think yeah. our mistakes will be different, but I think it's They're only- going to say the same thing about us later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh they're going to say the same thing about us. Uh, you know, our music, Britney Spears is on the fucking Britney oldie Spears. scene, yo. What? Oh, shit. Okay. That's what, hey. that was my fear was when my music was going to be on 97.1 Wash FM. Like that radio station that was playing Celine Dion and Michael Jackson and calling it oldie. But goodies, here's yeah, like oh my now god. Now we got Blink 182 on that Such station. A front door. Not kidding. I hate life. 
Ew. I'm I'm literally still in my twenties. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm still in my twenties. Okay. Not all right. <laughs> Without further all right. ado, guys, because that was a massive dragonfly. Look at us. Look I at know us. Already. <laughs> um, this episode, I think, is going to be extremely valuable for several reasons because of the topics. Like, I mean, we packed a punch for this episode. I hope y'all have time because you're going to get this episode. We are, <laughs> we're talking about, and this is something that a lot of people reached out to me about, and I'm, I have to apologize because I don't know that I had the answer for you then because um, I was also suffering from it and we alluded to it in the last episode. We want to talk to you about that disconnection, that severance of that cord, that, um, that abandonment you might feel towards your divine connection. And when I say divine connection, I, that's what I call it. And it's a divine connection that you have, that tether that you have to whatever it is, whatever your source is. I'm going to be really vague when I talk about it because it could be anything for you. It could be a deity you work with. It could be religiously based. It can be energetically based. It can be vague because for me, it's very vague. So I want, we want to talk to you about what happens, what it feels like when you get that cord cut and why, and then what we can do to get back to it. I, Cause I very much think that it's, it's a cycle and it's not a permanent place that you need to be in, but I do think it's inevitable for everybody at some point, maybe even a couple of times. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's almost impossible for us to feel like we are connected a hundred percent of the time every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are times when our own energy gets cloudy, right? Our auras get cloudy. And, you know, like you said earlier, Prax, like everybody works with different things. So when I'm talking about being disconnected, I do, um, work with my ancestors. Um, I do work with my spirit guides. I do work with the goddess Hecate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, and when I say that, it's just that I have an affinity toward her. Mm-hmm. And when I say shit like, oh, from your lips to the goddess's ears, mm-hmm. right. Uh, that's the goddess that I'm thinking about. Um, mm-hmm. and you can work with multiple deities. You can work with no deities. Um, you, like you said earlier, Prax, you know, your divine source is really up to you. Um, but also realize that your divine source doesn't need to be one thing. Your divine source could be all of these things. Um, because I find that once I kind of stop trying to pick which way to go and accept right. it as they are and how they come to me, it was a lot easier. I, you can't, about, you can't. And can we talk about how hard it is to accept this except and I and I'm gonna say it this way because I was raised Catholic so I got this a lot except God's plan and what God has in it's I don't even care let's remove God out of it except the plan except the divine uh, blueprint that you're supposed to follow and just accept accept like I'm not gonna lay on my back and take it like that's for my man and my man only um, <laughs> <laughs> But like no, but I'm not telling him that. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him that. And I'm, um, <laughs> stop. Just let me say the thing. You always gotta make me go deeper, and then I get really <laughs> I get super thotty. Okay, let me say what I was trying to say. It was really serious. But um, um, that acceptance. I don't care who it comes from. I don't care how many times someone says it to you. You're not going to do it until you just do it. And then you look back and realize you did it. 
It's always hindsight for me. It's always like, oh, I realized that I just stopped fighting it. And that's when it came. But it's, it's hard because you want, I'm sitting here wanting to tell people that feel disconnected to accept that moment, accept it as a moment. I fought it the whole way. I was trying to climb my way out the whole time. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. Um, And I like what Joy said about it. Doesn't have to be a deity. It it doesn't have to be a whatever. It doesn't have to be a deity the same one every time. If you're pulling from multiple Mm -hmm. sources, you're pulling from one source. If your source is yourself as in your higher self, this sounds super preachy, but like, I'm really here for this conversation. Like I personally I'm starting to understand that my source is probably just me. Um, and I know that because the reason why I, the reason why I feel like I'm coming back into it is because I got my body right. Um, the same time that I was feeling disconnected, I wasn't the healthiest. Um, I like good food. I like delicious food. I'm not, and I'm not, go ahead. No, I, I think there's something important to note here. I'm sorry, Praxi, just mm-hmm. to like piggyback off of the health thing. Go. Remember that your physical health mm-hmm. is connected to your spiritual health. Mm-hmm. Remember that your spiritual health is connected to, you know what I mean? Like yes. it's connected to- You can't okay. separate the two. You can't. Your gut health is so it's key an to ecosystem. your you're, you're, and for, and for yes. women and men, your reproductive health is a, is a system. And I, I, listen, I don't like diet culture. I don't like diet fads. Um, if you ask me what my diet is, I will tell you it's a keto paleo mix because that's the best way to categorize it, but I'm not out here starving myself. I'm not out here cutting, counting calories. I'm not out here restricting myself. Um, when I make dietary changes and remember the word diet is literally, it literally means what you eat, not Atkins, not keto, not these fads. So let's yes. reclaim the word, please. So diet, when I change my, when my dietary needs directly correlate with my health. And so it is in my best interest to stop eating bread, not because I don't want to be X amount or X size. It's literally my stomach distends when I eat gluten. It's so shitty. I feel it- gross. Yeah. And I've seen Praxi after I've seen you after you've had bread or something that you shouldn't have had. And it's almost instantaneous where you feel icky and down. Yeah. And then your aura, your energy will change along with that feeling. You guys, when we're talking about self-care and you guys know I'm the biggest advocate for self-care, but when I'm talking about self-care, I'm not just talking about taking a bath with a glass of wine and doing a face Care mask. for yourself. Yes. I'm talking about a full self-care. I'm talking about, think about what you eat. Think about how your energy is. Who this you're is spending full- time with, who's draining you, what's draining mm-hmm. you. It's so for me, I realize my divine source true to me is my higher self. Um, I, and you guys, I feel like I've said this a lot. I don't really, I don't have a goddess or a God that I particularly work with. I've never been one to, I I only just recently connected with my ancestors. So I've been kind of just winging it, working with energy, whatever, whatever. I'm starting to realize that and it's, it's strictly because I felt like such shit for the last few months. And the second I started getting my health back together, um, 
consciously working on my health and my well-being and fueling my body and honestly also the sun coming out I'm not gonna lie the sun started coming out I started coming out I started feeling better that vitamin d whatever it is literally sunbathing sun charging just like you moon charge I like to sun charge because it's too cold at night and I got rain odds my fingers will fall off um I realized that my connection is my higher self and I took care of myself here. I like, I would like you guys, some of you to consider your physical body as an anchor. And if you mess with that anchor, you're no longer tethered. You're no longer connected. You'll, and you are the risk, you are the um, recipient. You are the recipient recipient of the energy and the physical form you need to be the best recipient. Um, think of it like a, a rusty pipe or a clogged outlet or something like that. If you can't receive it, if you're just kind of muddled and stuff like that, how are you the best kind of sponge? You know, I, I threw in right. like seven I metaphors. Good analogy. <laughs> I threw in like seven <laughs> metaphors in that one, but you know what I'm saying? Like be a sponge, be a, a potted plant. And think of the, the, you as the potted plant and the sun as your energy. But like, if you're molded, the sun ain't going to do anything for you. Right. If you're not giving yourself enough water. Okay. If you're, Boom. you know, right there. what, how do we expect to grow when we're not taking care of the roots, Ooh. right? The roots, you, you need the roots. You need them. You need to be so fully I planted think, here. Yeah. You've got to be. You've got to have your feet firmly planted on the ground. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, I don't mean don't have big dreams because dreams are dreams are just ideas that you haven't put into action yet. Right. Like dreams are just plans that you're working. Yeah. I'm don't don't take it as like, okay. But like we talked about this with manifesting, you can have all the manifestation once, but you still got to take the steps. Right. Right. You've got to give yourself. You need directions, right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't know that you're on the corner of 122nd and Powell, how the fuck are you going to get across town to your destination? Right. Start somewhere. I, that's just, I live near 122nd. I figured, I I was like, I don't know those street names. Yeah. It was the best. That's where I got into my car accident. Oh God. Yeah. You guys, a whole fucking thing. Was it right? Was it right by your house? Yeah, it's like, like, isn't it? What is that statistic? Like 85% of accidents happen five minutes from home. Cause that's what happened to me when I got into mine minutes yeah, from I, my house. I mean, 10 minutes. Cause I said 10 minutes. Cause our trunk kept popping open. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We couldn't mm-hmm. see out our back window. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was super close to my house. Um, but I, you know, really when it comes down to it, if you have, if you don't have a good footing, you don't have a good idea of where you are, you cannot get directions to where you want to be or where you need to be. That's the one. Love it. Look at us. Did we really just come back with this much Shit. Okay. I I know. So anyway, when I I was (laughs) right, anyway, let's just stop gassing ourselves up. This is gross. Um, so when I feel, when I was feeling disconnected and maybe joy has a different take on it, them angel numbers never popped up. And I honestly, I want to describe it as a cloud. I honestly also think it coincides with that seasonal depression that I was feeling and that a lot of people go around undiagnosed 
And you may already have depression or you may not, but I promise you a lot more people than that are aware suffer from seasonal depression because that sun is gone, it's cold, you're not outside as often for no reason. Um, so I wasn't, I can only describe it as like, I wasn't getting these, what I would say signals. I wasn't feeling intuitive and I could just describe it as a cloud. Nothing was inspiring me. My tarot readings weren't making any sense. I wasn't feeling connected to my cards. So many things, very hopeless, very lost, very disconnected. That's just the best word I can use for it. Um, yeah. It's kind of an alarming place to be. Joy made a joke the other day. She's like, am I no longer a witch? Like, where's my magic? Like, where'd it go? Like, literally, I felt yeah. like that. Like, was I That's a fake? Was yeah. it just temporary? I, yeah. Was I just, did it, was I given this gift for a short amount of time to do it? And did I squander it? Yeah. And I think also, um, so you talked about being in a cloud and mine was definitely fatigue. Mm. I'm always tired. I just want to take a nap. I get up tired to go to bed tired. Right. Um, mine was looking like very little energy and I unfortunately have been diagnosed with depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, so part of it was like, well, maybe it's my mental health. I haven't been prioritizing my mental health. Um, and I think we forget about our physical bodies a lot during this, during the winter. Um, because it's easier for us to sit around, eat cozy food and watch TV. Like I know I don't feel keep warm, hibernate. Yeah. I'm drinking tea and I'm watching my crime shows, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but really when it can't, when it comes down to it, like I know I'm a witch, I know I'm a witch, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel like a witch. Mm-hmm. And I think those feelings are very valid. When we feel that disconnect, it really does wreak havoc with the magic that we're trying to do. That's yeah. when you start seeing things really, and it's hard to find the silver lining, right? Yeah. And you've so, got a lot of doubt behind everything you do. Right. And so here it's like, okay, um, I, you know, you guys know I do, I'm a shadow work, cl- uh, uh, mentor. So mm-hmm. I do work, you know, do shadow work with my clients and I hit a point where I was like, am I done? Are we done? Am, am I, I done? done? Yeah. Am I done with this journey? Is this something I can no longer help people with? And I had a client and I was like, you know, I, I feel like we've gone through a lot of things and I think I've, I feel like I've sufficiently helped you through the shadow work. Do you feel like we are, are done in our journey? And I'm happy to let you go, you know, let you be free. I'm always here mm-hmm. when you need me. And she told me, no, I think there's more to be done. I want to work with you more. And it turns out that I needed to get back. I needed to get back to myself. I yeah. needed to reconnect. Yes. She was doing great and flourishing, but I wasn't doing well. So I had to take a week off. I, I think I took one or two weeks off mm-hmm. and really had to sit with that for a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, my physical health is not always great. I have my own skin issues. I have my own health issues. And so when those start to really flare up, that's when I start to realize that's when I start to ask myself, am I taking care of my body? Yeah. Um, am I giving it the attention it needs? Because if you think about it, your body is incredible. Mm-hmm. It carries around your meat sack all day. It doesn't let you just fall fucking apart. You don't just spill out for no reason. Exactly. Um, it holds you together. And 
it needs to be honored and it needs to be taken care of. And so, yes, that can look like baths. Yes, that could look like hiking, but sometimes that could look like naps. That looks like eating right, Mm -hmm. you know, that looks like establishing a routine. Mm -hmm. These things are really important. I also, and I did towards the end, right before I kind of just all of a sudden reconnected, honestly, I I'm 100. Now that I'm looking out at the sun shining, it has absolutely everything to do with the weather. But I will say that um, what I did was I did finally accept that I'm going through a stage and then I stopped fighting it Mm -hmm. and I embraced and I welcomed what little inspiration I did find. Um, And this is very much a self-help. This is very much a self-care conversation, a mental health conversation and a magical conversation. And what I want to say is that um, I just completely spaced. It was a really good message that those small victories say that again. What you I say? said, Oh, it'll come back to you. It'll come back. Those, <laughs> those, um, those small victories that I, that I jumped on are very much things worth celebrating and celebrate them as they come and be okay with how big or small they are. Go ahead. I Here's find that. that because Praxi and I have been practicing for a while and we've been, you know, we've had a, a really great relationship, you know, working together and personally, you know, um, I consider Praxi like family. Yeah. And so I think, I think that it was, I, what I find interesting too, is that we did go through this, this period at the same time or around the a same. A lot time. of people that reached out to me were reaching out to me and I'm like, girl, like they're like, help me. And I'm like, bitch, I can't help, help me. me. Like you help me. We're all stuck. It, is it seasonal? I really think it has everything to do with the weather. But I think it's important to know that we all, we sometimes, you know, we, we've been working together long enough that like, sometimes it's easy to take each other for granted, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I know you're going to be on, I don't even need to ask you some things. I just Mm -hmm. already fucking know, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, and so I think we do that with our magic. And so once our magic feels like it's not being honored, it's like, bitch, obviously you need to, you need a lesson right Mm -hmm. now. You need to remember how hard you work and how hard I work for you. Yeah. Um, and so those little victories, they really start to matter because we weren't celebrating the victories that we were getting when we had it at its strength. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, Um, I very much now hold so much value for those little tiny intuitive moments, those things that kept me holding on. Um, That disconnection is honestly so, it's such a scary place to be. I also, I mean, I do think when I say that I fought it, I fought it, I think in the incorrect way before I started working on overcoming it. Yeah, that's what I did. Instead of, um, overcoming it, I was working on resisting and fighting it. Um, I think, I very much think that I needed to rest. I very much think that I needed the downtime. I think we were forcing it. I I think that was forcing what wasn't there. And when I said it wasn't there, it wasn't, it wasn't there to be utilized because I needed to, I I am magical. I'm magical. I have magic. I have gifts. I have powers. No one, nothing was refuting that at any point. 
But when I was being magical and powerful, I was eating bread. (laughs) I wasn't going outside. Mm -hmm. I was binge watching TV and not stimulating myself the way I used to. And so I got cut the fuck off. My higher self said, you're done. Your trust fund cut. Yeah. It cut me off. It was like, okay, so you don't need this because it's too much. And your focus isn't, you're, you're not multitasking the way that I want you to. I want you to do it all and not in an exhausting way because I'm, I promise you right now, I'm not tired. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm more in tune. I am more conscious on days where I have a bad eating day. When I say a bad eating day, I just make myself run down with all this heavy, high carb food. The next day, especially today, knowing that I had an infusion that makes me sleepy already, guess what I'm not about to do? Eat more bread. Mm -hmm. We threw out leftovers from dinner that we ordered out because I don't even, I'm not going to be tempted. Not because I'm trying to be tiny. I promise you, I just need clean food. I just need it. And so I'm honoring that aspect and I can still have those magical connections. Those are the ones I actually don't really need to work on, to be very honest. I don't have to do anything. And I think that's what I need to be reminded. I don't have to constantly sit and reconnect and plug myself. If I'm plugged in, I'm plugged in. Yeah, I think too. So, and to piggyback off the, the eating thing is like, you know, especially when I tell people, oh yeah, you know, I'm vegan. They automatically make a lot of assumptions about Mm -hmm. my dietary choice. Um, and what they forget is I, I'm a witch in everything that I do. And the way that I treat my body is really important. Mm. Eating dairy wasn't good for me. I had mm. stomach aches, you know, I didn't feel great. And it turns out that I am extremely sensitive. So mm-hmm. eating steak Dude. was making me sick. Dude. And so when yes. you think, yeah, when you think about, think about energy, right? It, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't die. It moves from one thing to the other. So I'm consuming this dead flesh and now I'm sick and I'm feeling these like anxious things and it just didn't work well for me. And I'm not judging people who aren't vegan. I'm because that's not my place. Mm. I don't give a shit what you eat. I'm just not going to eat it with you. Yeah. I, I had to make that choice for myself. Right. And, and that, choice. that sensitivity. And I'm not saying like, I, I know this is going to sound like we're just trying to get everyone to eat healthy, but I'm so serious. I went about a month, no rice, no starch, no um, carbs. And I realized that I can tolerate some carbs. I can tolerate um, grains. I am gluten sensitive. And I only found that out when I realized that I went so long without having gluten that I even had a bite of gluten and the bloat yeah, insane and a painful. And I was like, oh yeah, I can't do that. Like if it has gluten in it, it's a no for me. And that sensitivity, you go without, you realize how much, and that's not just for food. It's It's for a lot of things. You realize how well or poorly your body will respond to certain things and people and energy. Yeah. And I, I think the people, people in particular, mm-hmm. I know when I start getting anxious every time I see the same people mm-hmm. that they are not my people. And my mm-hmm. energy is telling me these are not your people. I'm- these are not people that you're going to be comfortable around that you can be honest with. This is not your crew. This I'm is not say you. something. I got on a group chat. Let me see how I can say this without saying it. 
Okay. I got on a group call. Okay. <laughs> I got on a group call. And I, when I got off of it, I looked at my boyfriend. I was like, I don't like her. He's like, yeah, no. Like, vibes were off. It is so powerful. It is so strong. Um, I used to think that pr- younger me used to try and talk myself out of it. You're jealous. You're overly sensitive. You're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. When I tell you there was no, there were some reasons, I could point out reasons and things that were said that I was like, I don't like that. I like, but I'm telling you, when I say my whole body doesn't like this person, the second I start, like when I listen to it, really my whole, I don't like it. I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't like them. I'm sorry. You just, and not in a catty, pissy, bitchy, bratty way. It's you and I don't blend. We just right. don't. It's not compatible. It's okay. Period. And I think part of it is that we assume that we're supposed to like everybody. No. And like them, then they're mean or they have to do something to us for us not to like them. I don't and have to do really anything the thing to the is, person. Right. They don't have to do anything to you. You don't have to do anything to them. Your energy is not compatible. Um, a lot of people have this big energy. I work, I have clients who have this big chaos energy and I know how to work with it. I know how to help them work with it, but there are going to be people who meet them, who meet me, who we just don't vibe. And I think it's, so. it's, we need to acknowledge that that's okay. We're not meant to with everybody and we can still be friendly and respectful exactly. however we don't have to vibe you know and that's where people are like oh that's fake that's blah, blah, blah. no I mean like I don't spend any unnecessary time I have to spend time with this person and I'm fine I doesn't make me upset it doesn't drain me but anything more than that I won't do and I won't seek out I'm not a caddy I'm not a rude person I'm not disrespectful I'm not mean I'm not petty she will never know. She doesn't need to know. It doesn't affect any. And that's where I think people get a little confused. The vibes may be off. If the vibes are off because of racism or intolerance, then please make that person uncomfortable. But yeah, otherwise, if it's, yeah, if it's, if otherwise, if it's just, a, a, just a, if you just don't vibe, then yeah. don't vibe and you don't got to do anything about it. Just, just be, just let I, them and be it, and you be. Yeah. And, and there's no need to be mean or nasty, you know, because we don't vibe like, you know, and, and I think I'm, that's where, Ooh, I'm going to say something and don't, don't jump all over me. Y'all mm-hmm. just let, hear me out. Okay. I think that's why a lot of people, men tend to categorize women as petty right? They tend to say that we're catty and petty and all of these other things because we're not, mate we're not tolerating or we're not engaging when we don't want to all and it's the same thing all of a sudden the guy hits on you and you're like oh I I'm not interested well you were ugly anyway like what like what do you right. mean right and I think like- that's why women women get this 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 like Label. tag of being petty or difficult I'm because we say hey I work with you I can work with you, but I don't want to hang out with you. And, and then you, you'll see that office gossip and, and Uh men, you know, like you said, they will go from, I think you're hot to fuck you anyway. Um, and I think it's because women tend to be more sensitive about their energy. Women understand that they don't fucking vibe with certain people and they're cool 
with that sometimes. And then there are people who are unevolved, who don't mm-hmm. understand that when you don't vibe, it doesn't mean that you, that anybody did anything wrong and that you have to go out of your way to be a fucking jerk to them. You don't. And I think that's where you see a lot of unevolved people making comments like this, where it's like, oh, oh, you just think you're better than me. And it's just like, no, your energy just ain't right for me right now. And that speaks, that response speaks to them and not you. It always speaks to them. They are now, it's a, it's a feeling of rejection. It's a feeling of, of offense and now they feel slighted some type of way and it's really and it's and it's not really our and I'm gonna say it's not really my responsibility to make you feel comfortable with the fact that I don't want to share space with you it's not my responsibility especially if I'm not coming at you any type of way if you don't like and that's your that's a very quick way for me to just ice you out and I was gonna I was gonna engage with you I will speak with you I will acknowledge your presence but if you get uncomfortable or upset at the fact that I don't want to do more than that I mean I mean what is that it's not is it consent what's the word I'm looking for like You have to be okay with someone not wanting more out of a relationship. You can't force that. Yeah. It is consent. Like, I'm not wanting this. And you have to be okay with it. And the reason why I said I think women are more sensitive is just because I think women have to perceive danger at all times. Mm -hmm. So we have to be on our P's and Q's. We have to really Mm -hmm. know who's around us and what kind of threat they pose. Mm -hmm. Um, Because a lot of us, especially if we're going out with friends, we all know what could happen. As a woman, one out of four women have been raped. And each time that you are sexually assaulted, it actually increases the likelihood that you'll be sexually assaulted again. Ridiculous. So when I'm saying that women tend to be sensitive it's literally just because women have to read energy all the time women have to understand are you a danger to me or am i safe with you and that's a really big deal and i think that's a larger conversation to at hand however for those of us who are already sensitive to certain types of energy you know you just you've got to be okay with not everybody being okay with you yeah yeah um and as far as when as far as getting reconnected I also wanted to share some tips and I think we alluded to a lot of them for me it was getting I'm, I want I don't want to say healthy because I don't think there's anything inherently unhealthy about the way I was eating it's just that my body okay let's say it this way I think that a lot of it comes from learning the cues your body is giving you and eliminating the ones that make your body react poorly. Your body, as in your mind body, your physical body, your stomach body, your leg body, whatever. Um, being, yeah. sed- being sedentary, being immobile, sitting on the couch is a very fast way for my muscles to atrophy. Quite literally, I am not exaggerating. There should not be a time in a period of a week that I am on the couch more than I'm not. It's not good for my body. I will lose muscle mass and then I don't have anything to move. It's how I become bedridden. So be being active was a good, it was one way that I was able to kind of come out of that hole. Um, 
fixing what I was eating so that my body feels fueled and not reactive because that's what's happening. Sorry, Chester has a coat on and he doesn't realize the space he takes up with it. So sorry. Oh, that's, that's, I was like, what is that? Is somebody (laughs) a microwave? Like, no, he doesn't. He he has the big cone. And so he's like trying to crawl into a space that his body would normally fit in, but not with the cone. And he don't get it. No, uh, you guys, if we didn't tell you last week, uh, Chester lost his balls yesterday. Yeah. Not a happy camper. He's sad, boo boo. I'm really glad Roger came ballless. Yeah. Already. I feel so sorry for him. And not that he knows, not that he knows, (laughs) because he's still fucking man spreads everywhere. Oh my God. All over the couch. I really hope Chester behaves. Okay. Do you want to come out? So, um, Again, my body was reacting poorly to food instead of using food to fuel it. And that's what happens to people is instead of fueling your body and it's like, I like this, I'm going to take that protein, I'm going to take that calcium, I'm going to take that vitamin D, I'm going to take that iron, that magnesium, and I'm going to run with it. Your body's like, oh, gluten, kill it, kill it dead. And then your body's... (laughs) That's what happens. And so I changed the way that I was interacting with the things that my body was reacting negatively to. So those are a few very earthly physical things to do. If we want to get spiritual about it, um, it's, it's, it, I had to do a lot of mental uh, spring cleaning. Yeah. Getting organized, making a plan, having things to look forward to sitting with my thoughts, cleaning up the negative ones, adjusting and addressing toxic ones, not just brushing them aside and toxic positivity, but addressing and unpacking those things. It's, it's been a process. I've been, I've been housekeeping and house cleaning my whole self um, for the last few weeks. I think, um, so this, I mean, I guess this episode is really about Spring cleaning your energy. Spiritual right? spring cleaning. That's, that's what I'm gonna. Spring cleaning. That's what it's gonna be. Um. So, when in practice saying like I'm not, I don't want to say it's eating healthy. What we're saying is we eat eat healthy for you, for your body. Because what eating healthy looks like for me is not going to be the same as what eating healthy looks like for Praxi. Facts. You know. I can eat bread and it's fine, but I really cannot digest meat. I can't mm-hmm. digest dairy. I, I, my body cannot do it. And mm-hmm. so rather than apologizing, be like, Oh, I'm vegan. Sorry. Like I'm vegan for my health. I'm also mm-hmm. vegan for the animals. I, I love, I love animals. Mm-hmm. I, I want to own a cow one day. I want a cow named mm-hmm. Betsy Same that plays out. kickball with me. And I've decided that's what's going to happen. And I can't and eat Betsy. fainting goat. Okay. Yeah, I want a fainting goat, y'all. Never mind. I'm getting off track. Anyway, but eating healthy is gonna look like it's gonna look different for each person. So honor what your body is telling you and what you need yeah. and not what you want, what you need. Yes. Your body needs things. And sometimes, like yesterday night, I was really frustrated, had a little bit of a rough day yesterday. I really, really, really wanted that grilled cheese. And I had it. Not wanted, well, that's I needed, I needed that grilled cheese because I wanted to feel good. I wanted, I wanted the comfort and I was aware of that. And that's how we draw yeah. the line between kind of a downward spiral um, mm-hmm. to consciously eating. I was very aware of what that sandwich may or may not do to me, what, what I needed to do to not make up for it, but 
to not fall down a hole. And it was, I'm going to eat what I can right now. And it's going in the trash. Some people might deem that wasteful and that's okay. And you want to eat it till it's gone. That's all right. But I ate what I did the next day. It got tossed in the trash. And today I'm having something a little bit more cleaner and I'm not punishing myself for it. Yes. Looking at it as a bad day. I I wanted it. I liked it. I had it. I loved it. Now moved on. Move on. Yes. So now that we've really gotten into the, the physical, especially your gut health, you know, think about your, your gut biome. It has, it needs to be stable. Yeah. Um, but also think about your emotional, your emotional mm. needs, right? I love candy. I love ice cream. I love all the sweets. However, I don't need to have it all the time, but there are moments when I need it. I need to have the comfort. Yeah, I need a treat, and that's okay. Um, your emotional well-being is very, very important, and that's an just emotional need. Just as right? important. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so think about where your emotions and where they're tied up right now. Are you in a, are you in a relationship right now that is not fueling your emotional needs? Are they stressing you out? Are they making an effort to fix it with you? Are how you- are you personally compensating for the lack of it? Right. How does that work? And also ask yourself, am I the toxic person in this? Mm. And it's okay if that answer is yes, as long as you try to fix it, as long as you go about changing those things, because it's not always them. Sometimes it's me, you know, Yeah. and vice versa. Sometimes it's them and it ain't me, but I think it's important <laughs> to ask, <Yes. laughs> you know, um, um, put those I, emotional needs forward. It's it, this is part of your spring cleaning. You've got to take care of the emotional aspects. And too. so for what it sounds like and what we're, I think what we're getting at is that there are, there are folds to this. Um, there are prongs, there's your physical, there's your spiritual, there's your mental, there's that three, that, that magical three number, three, mm-hmm. um, mind, body, spirit. Um, I also want to say, that I, 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 oh, sorry. No, you're fine. If you want to talk more about self-care and things like that, of course we can. Um, we, I also want to say that uh, self-care can be broken down into like eight different categories mm-hmm. and all of them, if you are tied to a thing, right. In mm-hmm. mind, body, or spirit for your mind, there's, you know, the emotional aspect, there's the intellectual aspect. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to challenge your way of thinking, but also make sure you, that you're, you're challenging yourself in a way that you're learning new information. That's actually going to be helpful to you. Um, learn something new. I love to, I, I love to pretend like I can speak French. And so, you know, I, I do Duolingo when I feel like it, you know, when I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. I need to, I need to challenge my brain to learn something new. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to throw that out there. These things have layers. Each yeah. section has its layers. And what I was saying was that that mind, body, spirit, that number three, that, that number, the number three is a divine number. There's a reason why there's a three, six, nine method, because all those numbers are divisible by three. It is a, um, it's the number 360. It's, I mean, we could get into layers with the, um, with that diagram. It is so deep with the number three is very powerful divineness. Oh, look at the animals. So remember that, remember that there are layers there are aspects um and that's really the gist of the energy conversation because next we i'm going to talk about 
why I changed my mind about hexing. And before we do, I want to say, if you need more energy, if you need more energy, if you need more energy <laughs> about cleaning out your energy, we do have past episodes about getting centered, about getting grounded. So to hop back into those, um, they would be applicable, applicable. Yes. Whichever way you want to say that word. Cause I've heard it said both ways. And when I, I read it, it's apparently totally I've been saying albiism the wrong way, but I don't think there's Ableism? a right way. Right. Okay. But I think, I think the way that I'm going to stick with the way that I say it. Hey, look, shit. English is weird. We all know it. Let's make right? it. Fucking Ex- Boom. Um, <laughs> so, so stay tuned for the next segment um, about hexing. And then we're going to talk about the Royal okay. family. Yes. And we're going to give you some more hot tips on that spring cleaning your energy. A. All right, guys, here is your affirmation. I know a long time. It's been a minute, but this one's going to be really nice. Oh, and it's so good for this. Why are we like this? This is magic. I know we, you guys, I want to say that we often will pick things. So I am going to give you a spring cleaning your energy spell. Um, we normally pick our things separately and then we come together and it's like, here's the affirmation. And then here's the spell. And it's the same thing. They're the same fucking thing. You guys. Okay. I'm sorry. We're so in sync. Okay. (laughs) Affirmation. I'm going to say it. And then Joy's going to say it. Joy, I sent it to you. So you have no excuse to get this. Okay. (laughs) All right. My soul is reborn with each breath. My lungs are full of blessings and opportunities. I know, right? Oh my gosh. This is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I got it. I got it. My soul is reborn with each breath. My lungs are full of blessings and opportunities. Okay. So right before, I know, right? It's so good. Right before we jump into the next segment, which is tea time, which is why I decided to hex people. um, I want to say that this, Um, particular affirmation is good for any situation. So remember that when you say the affirmation, you can absolutely have an intent behind it, a very specific one. It can be generic and it can just be that your soul is reborn with each breath, but it can be for a new project, for a new idea, for new inspiration. Your soul is, your your inspired soul is reborn with each breath. Make it specific. Don't make it specific, but make it count. Okay, so one last time before we jump into tea time. I'm not gonna, yeah. we, I've given up on Joy and I saying it at the same time. I don't even care how good our audio is. I, ain't <laughs> I don't wanna do it anymore because she takes a breath at the, I, I can't go there anymore. I can't go there. Who doesn't take a breath before they speak? But you do it for so long. Okay, dragonfly. <clears throat> last time before we jump okay. into the next segment. My soul is reborn with each breath. My lungs are full of blessings and opportunities. Mm. Mm. I know. It just mm. like, if, like, say it with your chest. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Have it out and shit. <laughs> okay. Catch us over on tea time. I don't know. Hey, dragonflies. I'll let you know. <laughs> joy, joy. Anyway, tea time. Guys, listen. Hey. So I alluded to it last episode. I, I uh, hexed somebody. 
I know we were, we took a really strong standpoint. I want to acknowledge that first. We took a very strong stance on this. Joy and I have had, I think, three actual legitimate meetings on how we feel about it, why we, we are on the same page. Because at the time, it was actually very important that Joy and I saw eye to eye on it because of how strongly we feel. Um, Joy has even said she doesn't know how she feels about it now. I know how I feel about it. I want to talk about how I came to that change, why I came to that change, why I'm not sorry, and I never will be. And I think you guys are going to enjoy the conversation. <laughs> and I think that, and I hope that the last time we spoke about this, we shared our personal opinions, not saying that you can't do a thing. If you decided to do it, that's fine. We have our opinions on it, but whatever. Okay. Yeah. I also want to say though, I'm at any time that we're speaking on any subject, we are only offering our opinions. We are only yeah. offering our perspective and our experiences. So um, we are not going to judge you for whatever you're doing. This is yeah. your craft. We support you in your journey. So fucking do what you got to do. Please. You know, live your life. We are not, we are, we are not judge and jury. We are not going to pretend like we are. We just are loud mouth, <laughs> wild ass witches. Yes. And we're going to say what we want. And so let me tell you why I changed my mind. Um, and I'm going to give you like a cliff notes version because it's not so much about what happened. It's about the, the why. Um, you guys know I like, I stay in, I stay in Facebook jail. Like she that's my, and, and not because I'm inflammatory to be very honest. Um, it's because I stay arguing with people that I think are intolerant on very several, on very, on very many topics. It could be race. It could be homophobia. It could be, it's, it's honestly, I promise you every time I've ended up in Facebook jail, it's for something that someone said that was intolerant in this specific case. I didn't end up in Facebook jail because I didn't want to. So I used very nice language. Um, I wasn't confrontational. I just explained my point. I can't say that I felt better about it. Honestly, I really wanted to mouth off, but I also realized that if I, it's, it's, if I want to change a person's mind, which in this case I really did, I really wanted to help change somebody's mind, I'm going to have to put some backup in it and it can't have curse words because it just gives other people the chance to cut you down or, or downplay your stance. And so I was really passionate about Chester. I was really passionate about informing. Um, and this person posted a post that was very transphobic, not very, tra this post was transphobic. It was about an MMA fighter from seven years ago that um, busted a, a female fighter's eye socket the lie in the article was that she fractured the skull. We know now that that's not true. The um, fighter in question was a trans woman. So the, you can imagine. Right. I'm not the fighter go who won. Go ahead. Sorry. The fighter who won uh, is being put down because she's a trans woman. The other fighter is the person who started the rumor saying that if this person had not been what she said was basically that's a, I fought a man. And so that's why I lost essentially. Yeah. 
I, when she, she had to accept the fight. She accepted yeah. the fight. She knew who she was fighting and she only came out right. to say those things after the fact. We could go on. You could, as you can imagine, the conversation surrounding this was transphobic, period, point blank. Yeah. And I just wanted to clarify what the yeah. fight was. I saw the yeah. fight. I, I think it was 100% fair. Go ahead yeah. and continue. Um, head injuries are a one, not 100% chance. Yes, there is 100% yeah, chance. pretty much 100% chance. That you will have an injury. A head injury meets, I think it was about like 45% a, anything like that. Um, whatever. We know. It's MMA fighting. You, as again, it was, the conversation was extremely transphobic and harmful. So transphobic, I'm not going to keep my mouth shut and if I can at one point just be the other voice, fine. Long story short, after about an hour of engagement from some people who were rational, not to say they were right, I'm just saying they were rational, as in they met me the same way I met them with their argument that was wrong, but they met me nonetheless. And some people <laughs> were rational and disrespectful. I was met with all of it. It was this, the person who originally posted it was belligerent, derogatory, disrespectful, and I was disgusted. He finally, he had been making several comments about my mental status, me being delusional, me being crazy, me being anti-women, all whatever, like all the things a person says when they don't actually have an argument. And I took it, I took it with stride because I know that those are the things that people say when they don't have an argument. And then he came mm -hmm. for me personally. He came for younger me. He came for young from, he came for younger, vulnerable, sensitive Praxi in high school. I knew this guy in high school. Nope, let me flex, fix that. I went to high school with this person. He was a grade above me. I don't ever think I even spoke words to him period. That's it. That's, that's the extent of, but he came for me. I took it personally, obviously, and it enraged me in a way that I don't normally feel when I engage here. You will see me mouth off. You will see me curse people out and I will put my phone down and join. I'll be like, you see that shit? That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> I'll go back to watch TV. It doesn't sit on my heart the same way. Like I'm a fight the fight. I'm going to push it, but I don't tend to carry it longer than it needs to be carried. You know, um, I did not shrug this off the same way. Was it because he personally hurt? Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, I think what's interesting too, is that the way you handled it was way different. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, normally we, we do pop off at the mouth on Facebook yeah. and we don't, we don't stand for intolerance. We don't stand. We don't, we, we won't, we just will not I won't do it. I'll always um, choose violence. Uh, yeah. And I think what's interesting is Praxi and I, I normally can see when this bitch is about to land in Facebook jail because normally <laughs> I get a tag or something and I hear about it. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear about this until it was done. And I also want to say that the energy about it was way different. Um, when you're talking to somebody, when you're arguing with somebody that you used to know way back when, it is never okay to attack that person about some shit that happened six years the ago. The funny thing is nothing happened. They had no right to speak yeah. on me. They had no business bringing... It wasn't even... 
Okay, sorry to speak so vaguely. I'll just say basically what he said. Um, one, I was accused of possibly being so sensitive because I was a trans person. Um, that's not what bothered me. That to me is just, again, like a, a person who has no weight, whatever. Mm -hmm. And no, you don't have to be that person that's in question to be upset about a situation. As in, you can be a white person mad about racism, like period, whatever. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. not what upset me. He, so he did that and then he said, remember like do you ever even remember her having a boyfriend like can you imagine like gross and in high school and I'm just sitting here and I'm like wait 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 but I don't know you enough guys yeah my feelings were hurt but in a way I can't explain it's like who are you to speak First of all, y'all know I was fucking, I be fucking, but I'm not going to sit here and defend myself to that. Like it just, I really sat with this. Go ahead. I want to also note that when we're in arguments with these really transphobic, the I'm a man's man and I eat That's, meat. It was, man. Real, it was some chauvinist shit. It was weird. It was, yeah, it's really misogynistic. And I, they like to play on a woman's sexual action or lack thereof. It's weird. And it's weak. It's weak. It's small dick energy. That's what mm -hmm. it is. Mm. But they said it in a way that they made sure to have maximum hurt. Mm hmm to put in the maximum effect of hurt. Like he decided, and so he wasn't talking to me, mind you. He didn't tag me in this comment. He tagged, I got the notification because it's under my comment thread. Right. He asked another man that I went to high school with about my sexual history and my, my relationship history in my face to other people that other people could see. Yeah. So I sat with this. I told my boyfriend it happened. I think I even mentioned to my mom, we were all just kind of sat there and I realized, and I, I, and the conclusion was I can't say anything and not sound. And I, I, I wasn't about to fuel this. It was a very silencing moment. It was a very crippling moment because I knew that anything and any, at this point, anything I say is a character assassination. And I wasn't going to allow it to, to, I wasn't adding fuel to that fire. I slept on it and I woke up and I still had that same heat in my chest. It didn't help that that thread that I had since stopped engaging in was still alive and well. It didn't help. And so I took actions into my own hands. I had first put him in my shoe. That wasn't enough. I had six vials. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell you guys what I did. Um, a friend of mine sent me a package. She sent me little witchy thingies and she had six empty vials. And I was like, I don't put things in jars. I don't put anything in jars, not even flowers or little crystal chips. I don't have those. I don't do. So I was like, what am I gonna do with these chips, with these vials? I had six of them. There are six men that I went to high school with that decided to speak on me. Kind of almost, I don't know, universe blessing. The that right, like They're light right? shown on these bottles. And <laughs> all of these men 
open Facebook profiles, no privacy settings, birthdays down to the year. I went into one of my group chats for one, with one of the admins of one of the groups so I, I'm, we, we admin for, and I said, I have six jars and six names. I need help. And I wanna tell you guys, it was very conscious. I was very aware of what I was doing every step of the way. And I wasn't in a fit of rage. I wasn't crying, I wasn't emotional. I was deliberate and I said, I said it, I want to hex these people. I feel the same way I feel about what I did when I did it. And Joy pointed something out to me when I told her this story. She said, remember that it's energy. Remember that you, put, you have to decide what energy you put out into the world. And sometimes it's not about harming another person. It's about removing that negative energy from yourself. And I think that that's actually what I was doing. Remember, I talked about how when I usually get in these fights, I can walk away. I can shake it off. This shit sat with me longer than anything else has sat with me. I had to get it out. I had to get it off. It was something like a return to sender, but I, but I wish I could say it was that nice. It wasn't that nice. And I'm okay with it. I also think that, and and part of the reason why I have since wavered, I want to say in my, my position, Mm -hmm. one is this, the part of it, actually, I had started wavering kind of after we had, we discussed the karma story. Mm -hmm. Um, For those of you who didn't hear the podcast, I'm going to try and shorten this up into like 30 seconds. Basically uh, the idea was one brother was doing awful things. And the other brother was told by a divine source to kill said brother. Mm. And he said, what about karma? Isn't doing a bad thing. I'm doing a bad thing. And the idea was sometimes you have to do a bad thing for a good reason. Mm -hmm. Doing a bad thing for the right reason will cancel that out. Mm -hmm. Right. And on one hand, I don't think I fully understood the weight of that story until I started seeing people who were putting out this kind of hateful energy, this hateful rhetoric, people calling them out and they're not doing anything about it. They're not learning any lessons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my thing was, if you're going out here and you're deliberately hurting people for the sake of hurting them, what is my (laughs) responsibility right? If I have the, if I have the means to fix the situation and I don't, am I party to that injustice? And we talked about this. We, and I'll, and I still have this stance. I don't think it should be a flagrant thing, a thing that you just kind of do on a whim. I I, I still stand by that. I still think there are certain people that have no business or right to do it because they too have no I feel like it's such a, it's such a moral high ground to take, but I still, I do think there are people out there that are too reckless to have, to even dabble in that kind of thing. I'm not I saying, agree with you. I'm not I mean, that there I'm are people- the better person for it, but I, 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 there's some things, there's some people I just, I don't know. And that's the thing is that like, I, I, and I agree, there are some people who will hex, you know, 
so-and-so because they said this thing and for they petty did this thing, things. but they don't have the, yeah, for petty things. They don't have the full story. They're reacting. You didn't necessarily react. You sat with it. You thought about it and you were very intentional. And mm-hmm. some people just aren't that way. Mm-hmm. They're very reactionary. And sometimes you need to sit with those feelings to really decide how do I feel about it? Because, you know, my partner can say something that may piss me off in the moment, but if I sit back and reflect on it, he could be right. He could be a hundred percent right in what he said. But if I just boom, react and I don't sit with that, I don't give it that incubation period, Mm -hmm. then I stand the risk of making bad decisions. Yeah. But when you're seeing people with the intent to hurt someone because they're like, let's take exactly your, your, you know, your situation, for example, Mm -hmm. you know, this person was trying to be hurtful. They were trying trying to be hurtful. And yes, it was personal, and it, but yeah. honestly, it didn't start personal and I was mad and I didn't like it from the jump. And I think he, the personal attack is what sent me to, you know, I was right. like, you know what? You got to go. And the thing is, is that this person I'm going to, I can say with, with a lot of confidence that you're probably not the only person that he's done this to. And that he's going to go around hurting people and doing things to people mm-hmm. because he is not secure enough in his own argument in his in himself to do something else but hurt somebody. So the person who's being hurtful to people around them purposely, you know, you're going out hurting people. You know, this is this, if I knew that if I knew somebody was going out there committing serial rape, right? It is up to me to call the police and turn them in. So if I know accountability, right. So how are we holding these people accountable? Well, right. And so for these people who don't necessarily have a platform beyond their own stupid family, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Their own, their own stupid crew who -hmm. feel the same way. Where, what do I do to teach them a lesson? Because at some point you're going to run across the wrong person. You are going to fuck with the wrong person. And they are not going to be as nice about it as I am. However, you could also run across the wrong person. And I I mean, let's be honest, Praxi, if you were in a a weakened emotional state or Mm -hmm. a weakened mental state, you could have been one of those people who killed themselves. He could have said the right wrong thing to you in the right wrong moment to push you over the edge. And That is something that we cannot stand. That bullying, that ganging up on that, bringing in a bunch of men. Exactly. Especially when we're just coming off of a conversation about transphobia. Me, even in our argument, saying that it's conversations, it's rhetoric like this that is that has um, trans people murdered at an alarmingly high rate, and the fact that it's happening. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's shit. Like it's that, it was that mentality that really disturbed me. The fact that he, not only did he not say it to me, he pulled in somebody else and thus a bunch of other men just came to speak on a one that I could really get super graphic with the way my mind is seeing and perceiving that it's disturbing. Yeah. And, and so that's where it's like, for me, hexing is not just about for me I guess that's the thing is hexing is not for revenge no hexing is a tool 
It's a tool to help somebody become a better person. And I've thought about hexing a particular person who keeps resurfacing in my life. Mm. Um, someone who goes out of their way to do things that are harmful to people who goes mm. out of their way to be harmful toward me and my relationship because mm. they are unhappy, you know, and that's not something that we should, we should allow to happen. You need to work on you. I, I, we, our lives no longer need to cross. Mm-hmm. And so at what point is it my responsibility to say, this person is not a good person. And at this point in time, there's a lot of learning that they need to do. And in order to protect somebody who's going to be at the innocent injured party from a person that I know is a predator, is it my responsibility to, to do something? And those, my friends, my dragonflies are questions that need answers. And the why behind my, I put someone in a shoe and then subsequently put six people in a jar. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Also, we change our mind, you guys. I just want to let you know that sometimes we learn. Normalize changing your mind upon receiving new information. Not that I received new information, but I had a different perspective. I took a different perspective, and you, you helped me. Experience. I had a new experience too that changed my perspective, and I fully think that I was trying in that moment, yes, to hex somebody, but also to remove very ugly, ugly heavy energy off of me. I needed to do something constructive with it. And that was my, that was my choice. That's the choice that I made. Yeah. So I did that. um, I guess our big takeaways are if you use hexing for the right reason, don't hex to be petty. Yeah. Don't hex for revenge, but hex for the protection of others. Please. And the protection of your own energy. So it's really important that we, we continue to have these conversations. And as things change, change with them. Yeah. Um, we can change. We're capable of change. And it's a good thing. Change, or change can be a good thing. <laughs> change, change should be a good thing, ideally. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so thank you for humoring us for a little, little spill the tea. Next, we have um, a little spell and then a let's get regular. And then we're going to wrap it up because this was a fully loaded episode and I'm here for it. I am too. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> All right, my dragonflies, here is our spell. It's going to be pretty easy. Um, you don't need a lot. So this is about cleaning out your energy. It's springtime. Let's let's get started. So, so first off, please grab a white candle. Um, as always, burn it safely. Make sure yeah. it's on a safe in a safe place to and don't leave it unattended. Unattended. Don't leave it unattended. If you burn your house down, it ain't my fault. I'm mm-hmm. paying for it. Do it responsibly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you need your candle and your matches, of course, some way to light it and a clear quartz stone, okay? Um, Because we are banishing and removing negative energy. That's what this spell is going to be about. Now, um, you can, you need to cleanse your materials, you know, bless them if you need to. Everybody has their own way to do their cleanse. Um, So make sure you cleanse it, do your centering and your grounding, then light the candle 
and hold the, the, the quartz in your hand. So I want you to think of this almost like a meditation right now. Close your eyes, breathe in deep, make sure that you're bringing your body and your spirit at baseline, right? You want it, you want to be nice and calm. Um, and then once you feel like you're ready to move forward and that you're calm enough to, to start letting go of some of this negative energy, I want you to turn counterclockwise, counterclockwise. <laughs> what? Okay, guys. I'm okay. I promise. Uh, turn uh, counterclockwise because we are banishing negative energy. That's what this is about. Um, hold this crystal to your third eye. And I want you to say, I, I call on light to help me see clearly. May I be open to the change working in my life. May I have the patience to allow it the time it needs to develop, to unfold, and to weave itself into my life securely. May this change be for the best and the benefit and benefit me and those I hold dear. And then say you're closing, you know, so mode it be, blessed be, Ashe, do your thing. Up, sis. Yeah, it up. close it out. <laughs> um, and me personally, if you do have, uh, if you have a stone that you're working with, that's actually small enough to keep on you for a little while, I would just hold on to it for the next week. Um, really focus on man sending that negative energy to that crystal and having that crystal exchange that energy for positive and lighter energy. Love that. Really do. All right, guys, that was our spell. That was lovely. Thank you. Um, so let's jump in to let's get regular. All right, guys, let's get regular. If you don't know, you've probably been living under a rock. But if you do know, cool, cool, cool. If you don't know, now you know. Mm, the royal family and yes. Harry and Meghan Markle. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this. I I think we could talk an entire episode about this. So if we didn't bring a th certain thing up, please don't think that it's because we're not considering it. We we're trying to keep this accessible and short enough but long enough and there's a fine line because there's so much to unpack here yeah there's a lot to it and we might have to revisit this at a later date especially yep. as we see more unfolding yes um but this is just our initial takeaways um fuck the royal family boom i said it respectfully your highness suck a dick i don't even mean it with respect fuck y'all and your racism so right they are cousins. So I don't really know where they get off trying to tell people how they need to live their life when they're whole ass cousins and then they just kind of spout it out cousin babies, but whatever. Okay, you guys, look, okay. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna get into this because I am, I know that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle had decided that they didn't really, I, it sounded like they didn't really want a title for Archie. However, he was never, ever even offered a, offered a title. They repealed his security. They left them. And then the press told everybody where they were staying. So, 
and they didn't have thing, security. Joy, here's the thing, Joy. It's not a matter of what, and this is what she fucking said. It does not matter whether or not they wanted a title for him. He gets a title. When Charles becomes king, king, all of his grandchildren get that title. That is their birthright. You were born to have it like he's born with the red hair he has. It wasn't a question. The fact that they brought it into question and then worked hard to change a law is disturbing. Right. And um, the fact that one of the family members and Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have decided not to say who it is, but I think it's Prince William. I'm going to just say it like that. Um, Said, had made comments about- He mad because he got no hair on the top of his head, bye. Oh, I know. His wife is 10 times hotter than him and he doesn't deserve her, period. Mm. Um, playing out there playing games like he 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 like he's cute. He's not. Let's mm. be real. Um mm. but the fact that they somebody made a comment about how dark Archie's skin was going to be is disgusting. That's disgusting. Do not ever ask a mixed couple how dark you th- or what shade their what? baby is going to be because they don't give a fuck what shade it's going to be and it's wildly inappropriate so first of all let us just know now that not even Meghan Markle a white passing biracial woman was exempt from racism and there are two sides to that coin okay so let's just look at Meghan as an individual she is a biracial woman she has a black mother she is a black woman by definition um any and I'm going to say this I don't care who I piss off. I really don't. Do not deny this fucking woman of her race. Because guess the fuck what? Her son, a famous fucking child, whose location was made known by their own damn family, was deprived of security because homegirl was black. So spare me your colorism. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to say who I'm talking to, but you know who I'm talking to. Spare me your colorism. Mm -hmm. She's a black woman. Don't take that away from her. Because again, like she said, she got all of this because she was breathing. Point blank period. Not only that. Okay. So we know colorism is alive and well, we all, we all know this. We do. I'm a dark skinned black person. And I had a best friend who made it a point to call me dark as shit whenever she got a chance. So I get it, okay? I I understand, I know, right? I understand the disparities between, that happen in the black community. I get it from the black community. I get it from biracial black people. I get it from other dark skinned black people who don't like their skin because society made us not like our skin. Yeah, and the thing is, is that the history, History shows us the one drop rule. You have one drop of black blood in you and, and that it. makes you black. This woman's mother, her the person who raised her is a black woman. So her how daddy, the white man ain't shit. He's an ain't shit daddy, okay? So let's stop pretending like this has anything to do with that. But listen, that point right there, Joy, that right there, her mama... The woman she loves so much. I pr- and you want to tell me she didn't experience it either by proxy, by association, 
So y'all, anybody, any, I'm not going to point out any one person because I really want to, but any one person that looks at her and wants to blame her for being born the way she was born, come on. The, can you hear the hypocrisy? We are crying at people to stop attacking us and killing us because of what we look like. But somehow she, and I'm not saying she doesn't benefit. I'm not, nobody is claiming that she doesn't have privilege for being white passing. But the fact that you think that she's exempt from, from, from hate because of it is a problem. And also because she, she's used her platform to speak out for women's rights, for black, you know, for black people's rights. She's not even just like some white passing woman who is, it's just literally only benefiting from the system and not doing anything. She cares. She gives a shit. And she says so. And for anyone to question her blackness, her, her how she feels about her own community, because she is a black woman, people, she is a black woman, is absolutely ridiculous. We can, re how they treated, um, what's her face, um, Kate Middleton, and how they treated Meghan Markle. All you is, need to know about racism. Is, yeah, it's exactly what you need to know. And everybody, I know everybody wants to pretend like their little bubble isn't racist, but ask your black friend, ask a person of color, what kind of racism they've experienced. I promise you, listen, you're gonna get another story. Listen, if, and cause I grew up in it. Everybody who grew up in my county will tell you they're not racist because all of our, all the black people were smiling and happy. We smiled and we were happy for our survival, period. So come and ask me again, come and talk to me again. If you're like, oh, and, and it's always the white person that says it, that says, oh no, we weren't racist. But what Joy said, please unpack some things that you said, because remember guys, we know what my, in, in 2021, we know what microaggressions are and they exist. And they're just those really nice surreptitious ways we've decided to say racist shit in people's faces without, without repercussions. Microaggressions are the definition of say you're racist without saying you're racist. Yes. And they exist and that's what happened. So go back and tell me again if it was racist, a racist environment. Actually, fuck it. I don't want to hear from you. Ask some of your ask some of your people of color friends. Yep. And also when you do ask them, don't come at them like, hey, you everything was here. Mm, everything was mm. fine here, right? Don't Make them comfortable enough to say it. Yeah, because they're not gonna tell you the truth. They're gonna they're gonna lie. On default. Because it's a defense mechanism, because we are taught not to break waves and yes, the massa and bow our heads and all that shit. I, it's still ingrained in us to placate and satiate and make you guys comfortable in our presence. So don't come at us any type of way trying to have a racial conversation, but not be okay when it doesn't sound right when it falls on your ears. Fuck all of that shit. Yeah, I'm really over it. I'm really, really over it. I, you know, I have, I'm very, very lucky. I have friends who are really Not racist. Yeah. They, and, and they make an effort to learn. Mm -hmm. They make an effort to listen to my experience. And they ask me op openly and honestly, like, what's some of the things that you, that have happened to you? I want to understand. I want to know. I want to know your story. I want to know, you know, and I care. And I, I really want to, I, I, I'm not here to minimize your experience mm -hmm. or, or attack it. 
Yeah. And if you want to hear the truth, you've got to be open to it. You have to listen. I know that people of color, we're not here to just hurt your feelings and tell you, oh, well, you remember that time you said da, 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 da. We're not here for that. We really want to coexist because we're trying to foster a more environment. Right. If black people woke up and chose violence or revenge, white people would be. But that's what they're so scared of because that's what they did. That's what colonizers did. They will often, no provocation, by the way, chose violence and colonization and the complete decimation of cultures, erasure of cultures. Y'all chose it, y'all did it. So y'all are scared that we will be that way. Because you know history and you know your history. And that hurts you and it scares you. You're afraid of cancel culture. You're afraid of us pulling out racist stuff because what happens when you can't do that? And what happens when people, like this whole thing with people don't not, not wanting to be called white people anymore because somehow it's an insult because y'all were using the word black like an insult. It hurts your ears. Have you Is not that- seen that? No, what? yes. People are like, don't call me a white person. Someone, there's a, there's a freaking meme that's floating around as like for like an alternative to white people. It's not funny. It's funny. I can't it's even. Not funny, but it's not funny. I something think about like, uh, and you guys were going to get off topic for a hot second. Just hold on. So I saw this whole thing where like, uh, it was TikTok because y'all know I'm always mm-hmm. on TikTok. Um, it's snow bunnies, snow roaches, da 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 da. And like white people were so mad, like so, so mad. And they were like, oh, that's like saying the N-word. Bitch, you said snow bunny, but you didn't say the N-word. So it mm-hmm. ain't the same. You didn't, you didn't put them on your strips. You didn't say the hard E-R. So shut the fuck up. Um, but we digress. I'm sorry, our, our white dragonflies, I know we're going hard on you right now. But we that's are- the thing. I, and I feel like I said this, our dragonflies ain't that. Yeah, you can't, you can't listen to us and be like that. Yeah, what we're hoping, what we're hoping is when you hear us and you understand, like also understand that we're passionate about it because it hurts. We're passionate about it because this is something we've dealt with as children. At five years old, I had my very first racist experience. I was five. Mm-hmm. I was in kindergarten and I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that for my kids. No. I don't. It's not fair. It's not right. I don't right. want it for my kids and I don't want it for other people's kids to be that. But like, okay, back to the royal family. Yeah. The colorism is an issue. The fact that Meghan Markle is black has everything to do with their poor experience and why Harry uprooted his whole family. Um, Harry, Prince Harry said, fuck this, this establishment. I'm out. And he lost his what? security. He lost his money. He lost. He saw the writings on the wall, though. He saw it. He knew exactly what happened with his mom. We all. That's what I'm saying. And how? And can we blame him? No. Can we blame him at all? And kudos to Harry, but kudos to Megan for saying her truth. I'm not. I'm not here for the Megan slander. Not because I blindly stand her. Y'all know I don't stand nobody. Okay. But us, we stand each other. I I really do. We. (laughs) It's gross. We fangirl over us. Um. But. She is a black woman 
that decided to say you're and she said why everyone's like oh she wants the money she wants this she wants the attention she wants privacy and the, the whole if she wanted privacy why does she keep doing interviews I'm sorry but how are you gonna take down a whole institution and sit in your room quietly you can't do both and she's not asking for privacy she's asking for for the truth She's asking for, she's, she's wanting to reclaim the narrative of her own damn name. And she has that right. Y'all are not about to speak ill on her name. I don't even know what else to say, but that is so true. It's so true. And sitting here and watching her go through this experience and then her talking about her mental health and hearing how hard that resonated within our own community, our, our, the, the, in accessibility of mental health for black people it's just trigger warning in my small very inactive life trigger warning guys i've felt suicidal in my very small and inactive people don't talk about me people don't have me on tabloids i don't feel trapped i can walk out my door i have my passport i even have access to car keys and I felt suicidal. I felt like that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Any, if anybody at any point, if I ever see it, tries to tell me that she's lying, tries to tell me that she's just whatever, and you don't just automatically believe she felt that pressure, how little perspective do you have? I think we, when we're talking about mental health, we have no right to tell someone what they're going through isn't real, isn't happening, and isn't valid. We have no right to belittle their experience. And when you throw in the fact that she was feeling suicidal while she was pregnant, Post, no less. Not postpartum, but prepartum. Yeah, she hadn't. When your body. She hadn't got the chance to go postpartum. When you know, your body is doing, and your hormones are literally reshaping and gestating, changing. The fact that that Harry, and you didn't didn't see this part, but Harry said that he kept walking in or coming home to his wife crying while breastfeeding, Jesus Christ. Heartbreaking. How could you not feel empathy towards someone? Oh, by the way, fuck Pierce Morgan, bitch. Oh yeah, I I couldn't stand that guy anyway. He's just right. a bloated. He's a bloated Trump in the UK. You know what I'm saying? Like his hate. Just, I love that. He's just he's just a bloated Trump he, with dark hair. But he he pushed trigger warning again. Pushed Jamila, um, that actress from The Good Place, said yeah, that that she was also suicidal because of his fucking rhetoric towards her for years. Like this guy is a bully with a mouthpiece how like how why are we doing this also racism in the fucking britain racist racist people in britain is not is the same as racist people in america they is there y'all be doing yeah. it i let's be real you guys i i know we've got a lot of listeners in a lot of different countries here's a a, a, a slight reality check for you racism is alive where you are yeah Here. facts it, it really is. i don't have to be it's, there you know why because facts. racism is a worldwide epidemic yeah, not a pandemic, not an illness. It's an epidemic and it's viral and it spreads and oh, we are still trying to fucking cut off its 17 million thousand 
bajillion heads. So <laughs> the royal family's response to this is disgusting and pathetic. And this shock, how is it a shock? Yeah. It's been happening for years, one. They and the told fact you. they, they told, told you, you are the ones doing it. It's not shocking. It's not a surprise. I, I, I don't want to say I commend Harry and Meghan for not name dropping. I understand. I fully understand why they didn't, they, they didn't drop any names. I fully understand that they are still trying to make this as amicable as possible without completely slandering an entire institution. I understand. I don't say that I commend it because I wish you would. Have I, I don't think that this, that we should be sheltering people like this. I don't think it, yeah. but I understand. I really get it. But the con this stuff that the queen has been nothing but this and blah, blah, blah. No, the queen was born in the twenties. She's a product of her environment. So is her father. No, so is her husband. I think the queen tried. Um, and I don't think it's because she supported Megan. It's because she supported Harry. Mm-hmm. Not because she I don't think that any of them, I do not think any of them are exempt. I don't think any of them did enough. If Harry and Megan can uproot their whole family and successfully leave, then any one of them could have successfully said something. They had, they have dinner parties with the press at the palace. They have a relationship with the palace. Somebody with influence could have done and said something and they chose not to. They chose to protect the institution and not the person. And the and not only the person, because maybe you're gonna say, well, the institution's what upholds the monarchy and blah, 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 and Great Britain and whatever. But so do you so you don't care that the press is fueling racism in your country. You don't care. Is that what you're saying? Because it's not just about Harry. Brexit, I think, from my understanding, and y'all please correct me if I'm wrong, Brexit sounded like that was founded on racism. We don't want all these brown people coming in and taking our jobs. It just sounded like the same exact shit that we were hearing here in America. Yeah. It just sounded nicer because they have an accent. Yeah. So the royal family saying that they're going to deal with this privately is an absolute cop out. Yes. How will we know? What will you do? They had the opportunity to deal with it privately. They tried on multiple occasions to deal with it privately and they weren't doing anything they weren't being held. they were silent yeah and now they told the truth and now oh we're gonna handle it in the family I guess what I'm saying about Queen Elizabeth is that while I don't think she's the one that made the comment about no. um and I I don't think she was probably as awful to Megan as everybody else I think as much as her brain her you know, emotional environment could allow, she tried. However, she did not do enough. And she is not exempt for what's happening right now. And they're going to feel the full pain and effects of that as Megan is giving birth to a second child. Yeah. Um, They They don't care. And Harry, Harry has been a huge advocate for mental health. I think he started I think a foundation he's doing um a project with Oprah currently on mental health he's been suffering from it um the loss of his mother is a huge part of that the reason why he lost his mother is a deep scar for him and he was absolutely he I am not at all surprised that he saw 
warning signs and in his adult self acted on them where he could not do anything or was not fully aware to the extent in his child. He, I think I fully believe that he is making up for something he believes he should have done or what, or what in general should have been done for his mother. I saw a quote and I completely agree with this is Harry is the husband that Diana needed. Yeah. Harry is being the husband to Megan that Charles needed to be to, um, to, to Diana and Charles is spineless and has big ears and I'm not sorry I said it I'm not either and you guys I, I I know this might come off as harsh to some of you but I need you guys to understand that these these issues that we're seeing reflected in Megan's life directly reflect to a lot of experiences that we've had mm-hmm. and, and not that our name was blasted across the press in slanderous ways but the fact that the people in our circle, the people that we've trusted have definitely said some, some awful things to us, about us, behind us. And it's, it's hurtful. It it's hurts. It's the fueling of this racist environment. We're yeah, and then people making excuses for why this is okay. It is okay. not okay. Speaking of excuses, fuck you if you have said the following. Well, what did Megan expect? Or she should have expected. She should have known better than to marry Harry. Would you say that to a sexual assault victim? Would you say that to someone? Why were you wearing domestic violence? Why would you marry him? You knew he was violent. So are we we blaming the victim now, guys? Is that what's happening? Right. Do these sound like appropriate responses? If you, and a lot of us have been, you know, a lot of people have been sexually assaulted. I am. I am one of them. I'm mm-hmm. um, for the people who ask, well, how much did you have to drink? Is that an appropriate response to the trauma I just suffered? Well, what, what did you expect going into their X, Y, Z? Okay. So no, listen here, a person's behavior, or in this case, an institution's behavior is abhorrent regardless of the victim's actions for the simple fact that Megan went in there not asking to be trapped in a house for four months at a time and not going outside, having asked for a year for help, having been told by her husband that the, the color of her child's skin was of concern and then followed by his birth being told that he has no title and being told that he has no protection, but seeing your name lambasted and the hate spewed. There's no way a person was going to expect any one minute of that. And to even say it as if it was I don't get it. I don't get it. Someone once said to me that she, that they said that they believed that Megan thought that she was white passing enough that she would be exempt. She had more faith than they, than they deserved. And that's not her fault because she believed she was. And, but she also said that she was met with nothing but kindness and then they got married and it got worse. So what was she supposed to expect? I also want to point out, that a lot of there are a lot of abuse victims who say 
my partner was perfect and they were sweet and they gave me everything I needed. And then we got married and then they started beating the shit out of me. And I didn't know. I had no idea. How could I have known? And I think the royal family, I think the firm, they were just like that. Yeah. They lured her in. Oh, it's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's going to look great. You know? And, and when we think about it though, the firm is really about optics. It's about optics for the royal family. Mm-hmm. It seems great to have Harry being in a relationship with a, a black woman and, inter, you know, being in an interracial relationship. Optics look good, but you don't marry those people. No. And that was the, that was that. And they really- don't get, they don't get titles and responsibilities. And again, they said that there was a turning point after their Australia tour. And it was reminiscent of when Diana, um, Princess Diane, toured Australia. She nailed it. She killed it. People loved her. They saw Megan do the same. And now they're threatened. They're threatened by a person of color shining under the royal crown. And for whatever reason, they were gagging on the thought. What's weird to me, too, is um, how quickly we're, we want to make we want to make excuses things and I think our willingness to ignore the woman to ignore the black woman is it's it's really apparent right now and so if you found yourself thinking or saying any of these you need to check yourself please check Mm. yourself is this an appropriate response for the trauma that this human has faced? Mm-hmm. Is this something I would say to the face of my, fr- my best friend, of my mother? That was the other the conversation. So Megan, that, that quote that Megan Markle may not hear you doubt her suicidal thoughts, but your suicidal friends have. Those ones that you put on Facebook and shit like that. Well, I don't know. No, no, no. She may not have seen that, but someone else who was suicidal has seen that. And is that what you want? Is that what you're trying to do? Mm-hmm. Y'all, there, y- y'all, we, we love our listeners. We love you guys. And my big hope is that some of, some people will walk away with a new perspective of how the situation was handled or miss uh, handled and handled. Um, and that when you hear someone in your community making these comments that you feel brave enough, you find the courage that your ancestors, your divine spirit helps you with the courage to speak out and speak against these, these comments, because this is not going to help anyone. And in fact, it's going to hurt somebody much closer to you than you think they are. And I see that with all warning and all love, don't take this don't take this rhetoric to your day to day. Don't take it to your friends and family. Don't do that to them. Mm-hmm. Don't do that to you. Yeah. Don't be that person better yet. But guys, that's kind of, I mean, there's so much, but if this unfolds, we'll talk about it again, but that's, I've, I'm glad to get that off my chest. Cause there's just the conversation brings up a larger conversation. It brings up sub conversations. This is 100% about Megan Markle and 100% not about Megan Markle. It is, there's, there's a lot. So much. This is, this carries a lot of weight in so many ways. Yeah. I'm, you know, we, Praxi and I are two different shades of black, but mm-hmm. we are still black. Like I said, you don't, please don't, I can't, I can't stand to watch anybody deny a black person of their color. Not when in another situation, they'd turn around and kill a person for it. I won't do it. Don't do it in my face. I won't. I can't. 
Yeah. I, and I want you guys to understand something. And, and if anything, if you walk away with anything else, just know that we are intolerant of intolerance and we yeah. will always fight the fight. We will always back it up whenever we can. If we think we can make a difference, we will. And I hope that if anything, this might inspire you to, to say, to call them out, fucking yeah. call that person out. If they say, something to you and you know it was wrong and even if they I'm really about and I say this I really there are certain people I want to put on blast and mm-hmm. I want to tell all they shit because they deserve that mm-hmm. you don't have to do that though you can address a situation and be big we you've heard us do it many many times mm-hmm. exact names to who this concerns mm-hmm. um, a lot of people who know us know who it concerns right mm-hmm. but do what you feel is necessary, but be mm-hmm. intolerant of intolerance. Yeah, always fight that good fight. Guys, this is a layered episode, and I'm so glad we gave it to you. Um, yeah, I hope you guys love this. We're so happy to be back. Fuck I yeah. know. Yes, this is good. So more of this to come. We'll have an episode for you next week. Um, just next to week. get you guys in two weeks. Two weeks. You guys, we're going back to the every other week schedule. From oh, here on. okay. So we're going back to the every other week schedule and it'll be full of content. Um, so stay tuned for that. I have to stop saying that right now. Yeah, because um, you keep saying stay tuned and I'm like, oh, and stay tuned. I mean, she's like, no, I'm not ready to. Okay, Sorry. so follow awesome. Instagrams. Um, we have things coming up, projects coming up. This is so much fun. We're back. We're doing it. But yeah. Yeah, we're here. We're here for the good, good. Um, for those of you who are in the Portland area, I think this is this uh, this episode is going to be out before Friday or before Saturday. Pardon yeah, me. probably. Um, so this Saturday, I'm going to be at a Vindigan Market on Division Southeast Division and like 36. If you want more information, check us out on Instagram or check me out on Instagram. Hey. Um, and then I'm also going to be at PDX Moon Market 19th, uh, the following weekend, uh, the 19th and the 20th. So if you guys want to come by and say hi, um, please do come talk to me. Let me know how you guys feel. If you have any information that you want to mm-hmm. share with us, and as always, you guys can reach out to us on the Instagrams. A little black witch, a clever little witch, Praxy underscore Osong. Yeah. Yes, yeah. me. I know your Instagram handle by heart. I feel so proud of myself. And my business profile, which will have dates where I'm going to be, uh, my earth goddess PDX. So nice, guys. Love you guys. Yeah. So. And if you love this content, support us on Patreon because we want to do this and not have a nine to five. <laughs> Nothing oh. is more true. So stay <laughs> tuned. And stay tuned. Cheers, babe.